Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Brick Lane One Love Pale Ale. Perfect for all occasions and the ultimate crowd pleaser. Drink responsibly. Switch to Kogo Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with 20 gig of data. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Big hour still to come. Been great to have your company for Dwayne's World. Dwayne's World for Kogan Mobile. Make the call. Switch to Kogan Mobile and for Brick Lane Brewing for lovers and makers of great beer. Plenty of cricket. In fact, it's about to start. Adam Collins has been good enough to join us from SEN Cricket. Three big games today and tonight. South Africa, Bangladesh, India, Netherlands, and Pakistan, Zimbabwe later tonight. Adam, great to have you on the program, especially given what happened last night. There's a bit to talk about. Welcome to you. Yeah, what a thrilling victory for Ireland. I mean, I think sometimes we get a bit carried away with upsets at major tournaments with sides that we don't consider to be, I guess, on Broadway. Ireland have performed really well, not only at this competition, but the 50-over World Cup over the years. And we see far more volatility in the 20-over format of the game with associate nations. And Ireland aren't an associate nation anymore either. They've been a full member of the ICC since 2018. They play test cricket now. And the last two Irish-English games have gone this way too. I was there in Southampton in 2020 inside the bio bubble when they played 3-1 days and the third of those Ireland chased down 340 to beat the English so it's a surprise in the context of England being a fantastic 20 over side but it's not a completely stunning result given what Ireland have been able to achieve over the last 15 years. So it would be a big upset though if Ireland won another one though wouldn't it Adam if all of a sudden they were a contender to advance here? Mm. I don't think it'll get to that stage. I mean, in, in practice, they're not as strong a side as, as those who are in the division with them in Group 1. But what this does do is it gives them an opportunity to finish in the top four. Now, that may not, that may not sound like a big deal, but top four guarantees automatic qualification for the next World Cup in two years from now. And given they're reconfiguring the way the World Cup qualification works when they expand the tournament, and only two teams get through from Europe, that'll be a huge get for them. So they may not make the final two from this group in advance. But getting into the top four, so one more win, uh, that would be enough to guarantee automatic qualification for 2024 in the Caribbean. Have you done the math? Uh, what does that mean for tomorrow night's Australia-England game at the MCG if we get one, given the weather's still a little dodgy? Yeah. Look, I, I think that look, the, the no result would, would keep both sides in contention. But if I, either side will put this way it's effectively elimination final you can you can mount a mathematical argument that australia are still alive if they lose tomorrow night but it's a fairly um, it's a fairly uh, odd one and the same goes for england so they'll be going into this knowing that if they drop the blockbuster at the mcg against the old enemy they're probably out of the tournament so let's continue on um do we stick with the lineup we had i would presume zampa comes in and agar goes out are you a finch stays in or a finch gets dropped kind of guy you worried about pat cummins ability with the ball where are you on all that 
Yeah, well, look, put it this way. I agree Zampa comes back for Agar. That's no reflection on Agar. It's just that Zampa's been an outstanding T20 bowler for Australia for a number of years. And we know the vagaries of COVID, by the way. So it might be that, you know, he's tomorrow and misses out. But they've got good depth on that front. Aaron Finch, they've got to dance with the one that brung them, don't they? I mean, I, I don't mm. think there's room to, to change captains midstream. I get that uh, there'll be an argument for it based on his strike rate the other night. But remember that it was in 50-over cricket that Finch lost his way, not 20-over cricket. And he didn't have a particularly bad lead-up to this tournament. It's that it stood out how badly he was timing the ball last night. And he's mindful of that. You could see the way he was gesticulating when miscuing deliveries, batting with Marcus Stewart. He knows what's going on. But um, you can't, I guess you can't discount the experience he has and that, that importance of leadership in short-form cricket. We saw it with Darren Sammy in 2012 and 2016 when he didn't always look like he was in the best 11, but they always wanted him leading that side. And the same applies for Owen Morgan. The last few years that he was captaining... The England white ball team, he probably didn't justify his spot on numbers alone, but um, tactically, he was seen as an asset still. And I think Finch probably fits into that slipstream. As for Pat Cummins, like I've seen the, the speculation from, uh, from, from some pundits in the last two or three days, but let's not forget that when Australia were trounced by England in this competition last year by 10 wickets, it was the fast bowlers that got them back in the competition. It was Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins. And we all know that they're... they're their multi-format class. And sure, Cummins has gone around a bit against New Zealand and Sri Lanka, but I mean, it would take a, a bold move to reconfigure the side that would see someone as good and as quick and as accurate as Pat Cummins sitting on the sidelines. I just can't see it happening. So, in essence, we beat England. Everyone keeps their spot anyway, even if one person fails. We lose to England. It doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, look, it's, it's, it's funny like that, isn't it? Cricket teams and, and uh, winning teams, you often... I hear a captain saying after a winning test match, oh, you can't tinker with a winning side, even if a player hasn't been performing. So, look, I think it'll be that. If they beat England, it'll be right. There was the blip against New Zealand. Um, we found our mojo a little bit against Shrunk. We had a pretty good game of cricket um, over in Perth on, on Monday, and if they, or Tuesday, rather. And if they get the job done against England, who remain the one seed in this group, let's remember that. England, for good reason, were the side that looked the most dangerous in Group 1. They... They accounted for Australia fairly comfortably in the series that preceded the World Cup. They would have won 3-0 probably, if not for bad weather in the third of those T20s. So if they beat England, yeah, absolutely, everything's back on track. And if they don't beat England, it'll feel like 1992, I reckon, where um, the home World Cup, Australia lost to New Zealand in the opening match and were bundled out by South Africa at the SCG and then subsequently England as well. So it'll be a misadventure in a home World Cup, just as it was uh, 30 years ago. Who is your favourite, Adam? I think now with India having beaten Pakistan, like, I mean, obviously, it, it's easy to get swept away in what happened on Sunday night, right? Like, it was such a spectacular event at the cricket ground, 90,000 people there, so much riding on it that goes well beyond this tournament against Pakistan. Holding their nerve there, and it was almost more than holding their nerve, it was a Houdini act. And Kohli in form in a major tournament uh, means a tremendous amount. He has been a player who has underperformed on the big stage, not in bilateral cricket, but in, in global tournaments. He had a a very poor World Cup in 2019 by his standards. Uh, they got bundled out in the group stage in this tournament last year. So now without the captaincy, liberated from that captaincy armband, he seems to be finding his best form again. That was a spectacular performance on Sunday from an individual perspective. So given that they're on the other side of the draw as well, it did look the tougher of the groups, but getting over Pakistan in the first game, two more wins in their through to the semifinals, uh, I just sense they, they might have timed their run magnificently. So they win today, beat the Netherlands. Any other chance of an upset? South Africa 
about to play or just started against Bangladesh and Pakistan, Zimbabwe tonight? I think South Africa are in a tough spot, only on the basis that they've played one game and had the no result down at Bell Rees on Tuesday, which they were... Look, I think they were hard done by. You know, the, the, the way that T20 cricket works is you need a minimum of five overs to constitute a match. But South Africa were already ahead of their five-over total when the rain started in the fourth over. They'd already reached where they needed to be at the end of five overs, if it were me. And the guys that wrote the Duckworth-Lewis-Stern algorithm have argued the same thing in papers they wrote a couple of years ago. So I reckon that might be something that comes to the fore again after their no result against Zimbabwe. But look, Bangladesh have been giant killers in the past, not so much in 20-over World Cups, although they did play well against Netherlands a couple of nights ago at Bell Reef. So this could be a danger game for South Africa, purely because everybody else has played seemingly so much cricket, be it in warm-up games or the qualifiers that were at Geelong and Bell Reef last week. The one team that's barely played and only got... 12 in on Tuesday is South Africa. So they've got a lot of work to do, even though it feels like we're very deep into this tournament, day 12 today. So if Australia beat England and we go through, we keep the same lineup for the next match, do you see a moment at all where Smith comes in? I presume if we keep winning, Smith keeps not playing. I think Marcus Dornis uh, might have made that tougher the other night, yeah. only because if you're looking through the Australian lineup and trying to work out where they might make a switch. Stoinis, of course, is an all-rounder, but you can see a world where they would have thought, well, we need some more stability in the middle order. We want an anchor. Um, but I suppose that the challenge there is that Finch is effectively playing that anchor role. Gone are the days of Aaron Finch being the guy striking at 150 at the top of the list. That, that's probably not going to happen in this tournament anyway. He seems uh, away from that kind of guy that we knew of a few years ago. So, and also, in, in more recent years, Warner's been the anchor too. So can they have three of those? Probably not. It would take, I think, an injury at this stage for Smith to force his way back in. Look, there was some chat on the lead into the tournament that Maxwell out of form. Can you risk it? But the Australian camp were pretty clear that they, they see Glenn Maxwell as the kind of player who can win them a game in about four different ways. Batting conventionally, batting in an unorthodox way. Um, he's useful off spin, which took a wicket the other night at an important juncture against Sri Lanka or in the field. So there's no way they're going to remove their, their best all-round T20 cricketer. So it feels to me like for Smith to get in, it's going to require almost certainly an injury. And if they win, as we said before, I can't see them changing this formulation, especially given most of these guys were in the side that won the World Cup in Dubai this time last year. It's not as though it's a, it's not a tried-and-true group who are going through with a tried-and-true game plan. If anything, it's got kind of last hurrah about this side, doesn't it? I mean, you, you press fast yeah. forward to 2024, and you can easily imagine a scenario where half the team have retired. So, yeah, I, all, all of that bundled in together, I just don't see where Smith squeezes in right at the moment. Now, we all hated Sandpaper Gate, and, I, and I'm in the talkback industry, so, you know, controversy is sometimes good, but I hated that part of it, and it was a really mm. sort of painful time to be a sport broadcaster to navigate through it, let alone those yeah. guys who were in the middle of it. And yet, it feels like I'm more excited for cricket right now, Adam, than I have been for a long, long time. I don't know why. There's a lot of divisive characters playing for Australia. You know, Smith, Warner, Cummins, Finch has divided the audience this week and as much as we love him. <laughs> it is kind of, it's a weird transition time. I reckon we're ready for a massive summer and in some ways it's been a really good start to it, even though we've lost a match we should have won. I absolutely share that view. I mean, I've been covering this Australian side for about seven years full-time now and it feels like there is more interest in it than usual, certainly for October, right? Like usually this time of year, yeah. it's, on, it's on the 
it's, it's, it's slowly making its way to the boil, maybe through the Sheffield Shield. They might be playing a, a tour away from home or a white ball tour or something like that. But rarely is, the, is it that cricket is dominating the national conversation in October. And that's what you get out of a World Cup. And, of course, five test, test matches this summer in the usual way. They're playing a couple against the Windies and, and three against South Africa. And then the home summer continues into India with four test matches as part of the Border Gavaskar Trophy. Uh, five test matches in England for the Ashes, probably a World Test Championship final squeezed in before that at the Oval in June. And after that, the 50-over World Cup, seven weeks in India. So it's just this smorgasbord of action across the three formats and an Australian side that is as strong as it's been, certainly in the time I've been covering it. Yeah, you know, Look at it as a test side. I know they went one all in Sri Lanka earlier this year, but the way they played in Pakistan, the way they towed up England last year at home, I'm really looking forward to seeing the way they... Um, the way they compete against South Africa's fast bowlers. That'll be a real test in the upcoming summer. And whether they can do the job in both India and in England in quick succession. They've not beaten India in India. You've got to go back to 2004. And for beating England in England, they haven't done that since 2001. Now, of course, they, mm. they retained the Ashes in 2019 for the two-all draw. But there are, well, there's an entire generation of Australian cricketers who haven't actually won a series, a test series, in England. So... There's an enormous amount on the line, and, and we know that even though 50 over cricket can be sometimes the ugly duckling out of the three formats at the moment due to the proliferation of T20 cricket and the, the prestige associated with and the interest engaging with, with Test cricket. But uh, in a 50 over World Cup, as you know, Dwayne, everybody pays a lot of attention to it across those six or seven weeks. So that comes in October and November next year. So, yeah, I think your, your point's spot on that this is a great time with interesting characters, with personalities and narrative that we know well, players who've been around for a really long time, uh, and, and an opportunity to achieve uh, the, the types of things they haven't done as a group uh, for a while, since the glory days of the late 90s and early 2000s. Yes, so much on the agenda cricket-wise in terms of the schedule. Adam, I better let you rest your voice. Great to have you. Can't wait to hear more of your coverage. We'll talk soon. Cheers, Dwayne. Adam Collins from SEN Cricket. And by the way, you can hear every ball of the World Cup on the SEN app and all the Australian matches on 11-16. SEN, Adam Collins, Gerard Wadley and the team taking us right through the summer, including that massive test series. Midday matters for Melbourne Roadside Rescue. Back to your calls. Sammy Edmonds not far away. Kevin Schiff, the Sheen. Plenty still to come on Dwayne's Well. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.